1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All we can be
0: sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. i ha,
1: love a good train wreck. <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Grayson, we're here on a Thursday afternoon. Going to get into some Ole Miss football recruiting. Four-star running back Dante Dowdle will announce his commitment on Friday afternoon. Going to get into some quarterback recruiting. And then a uh, very interesting offer that went out to a receiver in the 2023 class. That. Uh, could be tied to something else. So we'll get into all of that and more. Grayson, good afternoon. How are we doing?
1: Doing well, Zach. It's another great Thursday here to spend 20 minutes talking about a marquee sign. Um, I know that was a big hit for the listeners out there, so I'm sure we'll continue to do that going forward.
2: Look, you know, I, <laughs> I told I, the, the, the username is escaping me. I told him it was my fault. I'm a big infrastructure marketing guy. Love good signage. Um, So that was on me to uh, dwell on the marquee. Uh, But regardless, I mean, I I think the marquee sign is brilliant for recruiting. So um, we won't get into that. Uh, Maybe they'll utilize the marquee this weekend. Dante Dowdle set to announce Friday afternoon, 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, his father, Lawrence Hopkins tells me that he will go live, whether that's on a Twitter space or I'm assuming it will probably be Instagram. Um, so you, if if you are wanting to tune into that, um, you can follow him along, um, on Twitter. He is at, whoa a lot of numbers in this handle. I'll uh, just, just, just follow all the spirit. Follow me on Twitter. I'll retweet it whenever he goes live, um, And you can watch that. Uh, I will not be in attendance because um, it is in Ocean Springs. It's kind of a joint ceremony. Um, There's a uh, spring jamboree, Picayune and Theodore, Alabama. And uh, they're doing the commitment there. Uh, I will not be in attendance. Ocean Springs is a good seven, seven and a half hour drive from Nashville. Um, made the call not to do it um, The uh, I don't know just made a, made a business decision I think that's pretty sound uh, even though I'm not there I will talk to Dante after the commitment is public I expect Ole Miss and uh, I am not alone um, on three national analysts Jerry Hamilton has put in his RPM pick for the Rebels, and then Jimmy Stein of uh, Alabama. Um, I guess it's Bama on three. Um, he's covered Alabama. Dude, it, this guy, he has covered Alabama football since I was born. So 34 years. Goodness gracious. Put um, Good on him. But, So he knows a thing or two about recruiting. Um, he has also put in his RPM pick for Ole Miss. I and myself, or, or Jimmy and myself, I should say, at 75 percent Jerry Hamilton at 70 percent but barring something crazy I I expect it to be Ole Miss Uh, we'll get into that here in a moment but that is the schedule for tomorrow but I don't know let's just go ahead I'll ask you your thoughts on the recruitment and then we'll get into Dante Dowdle as a player but I mean I'm assuming you're hearing everything that I'm hearing
1: Yeah, from a recruiting standpoint, I checked in with some people earlier this week, and I know you've heard the same things from probably similar or the same people. Um, The expectation in Oxford, or at least the feeling, maybe not the expectation, but the feeling in Oxford is overwhelmingly positive, and the belief is that Dowdle will pick up the Ole Miss hat tomorrow and put it atop his head.
2: Yeah, the... The last time he was in Oxford, uh, a midweek visit right before the Grove Bowl, came in on a Thursday, stayed all day, stayed the night, got up and left from Friday uh, to head to Arkansas. But everything has been pointing to Ole Miss for quite some time, uh, despite the national attention that he's received. Um, offers from Florida State, Georgia Tech, Oregon, Tennessee, Arkansas, Louisville, Missouri, Cincinnati, um, South Carolina, who's been red hot on the recruiting trail. Um, Alabama and Florida have shown interest, haven't offered. But once he got the Ole Miss offer, Derek Nix and then new running backs coach Marco Blackwell have just done a fantastic job and uh, Lane Kiffen has personally been recruiting him as well. So that shows you the type of prospect that the staff thinks he can be. And I, I just think the collective effort from the staff is what has set them apart. And then, you know, the famous quote that he put out about Olmes having the receipts um, with Lane Kiffen coaching a Heisman Trophy winner and Derrick Henry, that is Dante Dowdle's favorite player. Um, that's gone a long way in them being able to be in this position. Um, If you missed the quote or if you don't remember it, uh, Dante Dallas said, Lane Kiffin has the receipts. He's been there. He knows what it takes to win the Heisman to play in the national championship. So I feel like once he got the offer from Ole Miss, talked with Lane Kiffin, talked with Derek Nix, talked with Markrell Blackwell after he was hired, everything just kind of fell into place for Ole Miss. And uh, he had an extremely impressive showing at the Under Armour next camp in Atlanta. That was kind of when the national buzz started to pick up. And then, um, you know, I, I, honestly, I've talked with him several times um, for a guy that's 17 years old, very mature approach to the recruitment process. Um you know, and I'm never going to judge how anyone handles a recruitment process because this is your own thing. You do what you got to do. I, I'm not affected by, you know, how you do it or who you pick. Um, but handled it the right way, took all of his visits, did the leg work, went out and, and saw everybody, went to Tallahassee, went to Atlanta to see Georgia Tech, went to Oregon went to Alabama, went to Florida, and then he went to Ole Miss three times this spring. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's, it's very rare in the recruiting business to see someone that has such a thorough and mature approach to how they handled their business, and it's, it's, it's quite refreshing. Um, but he is, um, he's been honest with, with everything, um, you know, talking about how, you know, going to Alabama was such a big deal to him. And and it was an honor to be invited to come over there and to talk to Coach Saban. Um, Said the same thing about Florida, Oregon. Um, You know, but I think at the end of the day, the pull to stay in state, play for Ole Miss was something that I think he never came out and said it, but just body language reading (laughs) kind of how he was, talking about it and then just the inflection in the voice and all that good stuff that you can only get when you're in person. Um, The offer from Ole Miss and then the attention and attention to detail that almost put into the recruitment was something that I think set them apart and will ultimately be the difference on Friday. Um, You know, came in early before the Grove ball. So it was essentially a, you know, one-on-one, you know, Dante Dowdle, his family, and the entire staff. Um, So I think that shows the emphasis they're putting on getting him into this class. And I think that's what's going to pay off is, is not only the allure and playing for Lane Kiffin being a, you know, number one premier back for a coach that has really coached some good ones when you look at running backs. And I know all the attention goes to the quarterbacks and the offense and, and and the score from far and all that. But Kiffin has really coached some good running backs. I mean, at USC, he was around some some studs, uh, Devin Singletary at FAU, and then uh, Snoop Connor, Jerry Neely, those guys, and, and now you've got Zach Evans, Ulysses Bentley the fourth, and control Bullock. For a coach that again all the attention on changing the offense in college football. I mean, I think that he's solely responsible for how Alabama runs their offense now. Definitely. Um, Runs the football effectively, very physical. The offense is almost the run to set up the pass. Um, Last year they did it a ton when Jeff Levy was the OC, and I I think that's going to continue.
1: I think we're going to see more of it this year.
2: Yeah, especially with the experienced offensive line and then the talent they have in that backfield. And then they're working in a new quarterback and trying to get them settled. I think you're going to see the run game showcase quite a bit. But all that to say, I expect Dante Dowdle to pick Ole Miss. I would be incredibly shocked if he doesn't. Um, But, yeah, it's a huge, huge get for Ole Miss.
1: Dowdle does not choose Ole Miss tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this podcast in time, I think if he goes to a place like Oregon or Tennessee, or even in Arkansas or Florida state, there's more opportunity to get touches in his first year on campus. I think at Ole Miss, there is a little bit of a waiting process just because you're more than likely sitting behind. I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, breakout seasons this year, but, Assuming that Zach Evans and Ulysses Bentley are both back um, for Dante Dowdle's first year on campus, he gets a little bit more pushed down the depth chart. Again, that could change depending on the NFL draft. Um, But if you go to a place like Oregon or even a Tennessee, there's kind of a clear cut path to starting as a freshman, or at least getting significant touches as a freshman. That may not necessarily be the case at Ole Miss. Um, But with that being said, I mean, it's a great fit because, Ulysses Bentley and Zach Evans, even if they both stay for not just this fall, but the following fall um, and exhaust their eligibility, then you're stepping into a backfield where Dowdle comes his sophomore year is likely the number one back alongside a guy like Judkins, maybe um, Bullock in there as well. But you've got a real chance to kind of be the, the primary ball carrier by year two or three in Oxford where somewhere else you might get some more touches right away. Um, but I do not think that will deter that from ending up at Ole Miss. You know,
2: it, it feels good. Every so often I will have some thoughts, some theories, some analysis, if you will, that will perfectly align with someone that is far superior than me in the business. And I'm glad you brought that up. This is an incredible segue here. But I was talking to a national analyst about Dowdle, and I think it is Oregon, Tennessee, or Ole Miss. Yep. And you know your 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 point is valid for sure. But when I was talking to this national analyst, and I was like, you know, they've got a crowded backfield right now, but they're not always. They're not, You know, they're not staying there for long. But it almost kind of perfectly lines up for a 2023 running back because you have to think Zach Evans is there two years at the most. I mean, hell he could go off and be out after 2022.
1: Very realistic possibility for sure.
2: Ulysses Bentley. I, in all due respect, to UB4. I'm just going to start calling him that. UB4. Love that. Um, not an every down back, but a guy that is an excellent change of pace, a really good lightning to the thunder that Zach Evans brings. Same thing with Control Bullock. And I don't think that that's a negative. I mean, I think that's just the way that they are recruiting that room because Kiffin likes to go fast. He likes to keep guys fresh. So you need multiple dudes in there. But everybody knows that – RB1 is Zach Evans. Could be gone after 2022 at, at the longest, he's in all in Oxford for two seasons. That gives a guy like Dante Dowdle a chance to get in, learn the offense, get acclimated to college football, get acclimated to the strength and conditioning program, get acclimated to the college life, learn. I don't think you're going to see many guys redshirt anymore. I don't think Dante Dowdle redshirt. I think he'll just be a guy that comes in, gets some reps, you know, either in mop-up duty or if he's impressive enough when he gets on campus. And this is certainly very well, could be the case, is a guy that could come in and immediately be a thumper, a goal line back, someone that can spell the older guys because he's talented enough. He knows the system. He knows the playbook. If they trust him enough, he'll play. Um, so I think it kind of sets up perfectly where, if he might be a little slower to getting in the playbook, learning the ropes, protecting the quarterback is the big thing. That is something that Kiffin, over the last couple of years, since he's been at all Miss, that's how you get on the field for him. You have to be able to pass ball. Um, so I honestly think it's, it's almost a perfect setup to where you're not immediately thrust into, hey, we got to count on you to have 15, 20 carries a game as a true freshman. Yep. Um. Yep. So I, I think it sets up perfectly, but more so I think he's looking at it in the long game of, again, I know this guy has been there, done that. He's coached some incredibly good running backs. Um, you know, he has been adamant about Derrick Henry being his favorite player and Kiffin coached him and he won a Heisman trophy. I, I mean, I think that that was what, in my opinion, sealed the deal was – getting to, to know Lane Kiffin and his, his outlook schematically on offense. and Because I do think it's somewhat of a misconception at times with, oh, we throw it all over the yard and, you know, five wide, throwing it 40 times a game. You know, it's almost – every game is different. We've talked about this before with Kiffin. He's going to find a weakness, and he is just going to needle you to death until you stop it. So if that weakness is quick slants over the middle and a hurry-up-no-huddle offense, he's going to do it until you stop it. If that weakness is you are susceptible and weak up front, he's going to run the football inside zone. He's going to stretch you. He's going to make you run. And he's going to do it until you stop it. So I don't I've ever really pigeonhole this Ole Miss offense into one thing because he has shown over time that he will find his playmakers and he will get them the ball in space and he will attack you until you stop something. So all that to say, long-winded, I just think the fit is is great with Dante Dowdle. Um, Obviously, obviously he's not as big as Derrick Henry, but a guy that is a very physical – I don't think it's a negative because there have been guys like Derrick Henry Adrian Peterson that run a little bit upright, but their lower half is so strong that it really doesn't deter them from from being effective. Because you all you know, hear people talk about football, you know, pad level, you know, low man wins, all that good stuff. But he's 6'2, 210, 215. Probably will get closer to 20, 220, 225. So he's almost like a bigger Snoop Connor. Um, but he can run away from me too. Um, he, he showed that in the camp setting, running routes one-on-one against linebackers. He was able to create separation, showed some good hands. And then in the, uh, in the cones and the bags, he was exceptional with the feet really quick. Um, and, and I think that that's an underrated part of his game, his home run speed. And once he gets in the open field, you know, not only is he big and strong to be able to fend you off with a straight arm or Lower a shoulder but he can run away from you too so um, I, I just think it's a perfect fit and regardless of the running back room um, you know we talk a lot about quarterbacks and them not caring about who's there and we'll get into that in a second segment but I think is kind of the same same situation here when you're that talented of a guy and someone in high school who ran for over two thousand yards and 30 plus touchdowns i mean he's he's someone that is going to be extremely confident in his ability to come in and, and be a factor from day one.
1: Yeah. I mean, so just real quick here, I I think you summed it up perfectly and I agree with you that I think Dowdle sees that he fits perfectly in this running back room and he doesn't have to be that day one starter, which again leads me to believe that the only reason he would choose another program is if he wants to be a day one starter, which I think the general understanding is that he doesn't really care. Um, uh, you said mentioned Derrick Henry and and I don't want to compare them because Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, um, but Dante Dallas almost as if you like took Derrick Henry and shrunk him down a little bit. He's got that same north south kind of running style and like you said, uh, I'm just going through some of the notes here. I watched his tape again last night, um, knowing that his commitment's coming up, obviously. And some of the notes I put down is home run speed, which you know you don't really expect from a guy who's 6'1", 6'2", 215, 210, um, what have you. I wrote hits the hole quick, um, can also make defenders miss on second level, physical, punisher, uh, yards after contact. I think that's a really big factor in Dottle's game. He gets hit a lot because his offensive line was not great Didn't matter. Ran through dudes, carried dudes, three, four yards downfield. My biggest thing, and I had six stars here, so six stars, a lot of emphasis. Patient behind the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss, over the last two years with Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy's offense, but Lane Kiffin's Kiffin's influence on Ole offense that he will then have in a similar system with Charlie Weiss Jr., uh, we have seen a lot of patient runners have success. Jerion Ely, the best part of his game is sitting and having kind of that hesitation step that, you know, Le'Ve- Le'Veon Bell really made kind of into this national spectacle. Jerion Ely had that and found a lot of success with the ability to sit and wait for just a second in the backfield, find that hole, and hit it. Dante Dottle does that, but he's also a lot bigger. So if that hole collapses, like as he's running through it, where Jerion Ely would get tackled at the line because the hole would just collapse on him, Dowdle can kind of get that extra burst, lower his shoulder and run through that and get to the second level. And, and hopefully, you know, break that home run speed on the second level after the second level already crashed to that hole. Um, really impressive. Does not run upright, like you said, for a guy his size. Um, uh, I really like everything about Dante Dowdle's game. And, and like we have said, and, and probably will continue to say for the next two, three, four years, um, he fits really, really well in this RPO offense as a, a guy who can be that every down back to where you can bring a guy like Judkins in on third down to be a pass catcher. You can utilize um, some other backs in different ways around Dowdle who I think I'm of the opinion that he plays above a four-star rating. I think he's a five-star guy in the long-term. People just haven't really figured him out yet. Um, and he'll continue to get better and continue to grow. Like you said, I think he plays closer to 220, 225 in college, which when you factor in his speed to his weight and his size, look out. I mean, he's going to be a problem wherever he ends up. And I do expect that to be all Miss.
2: Yeah, I, I do too. And we'll have full coverage of the commitment Friday, omspirit.com, on3.com. Stay locked in at the site. We will have full coverage, analysis, takeaways, all that good stuff. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we're going to get some quarterback talk, talk some uh, underclassmen, and then we'll obviously touch on Jaden Rashada and a uh, teammate of his that Ole Miss offered today. Thursday as we record this. So hang tight, we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering weddings, to Greek parties, or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild and South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one with Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662 238 3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restaurateur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. of the wide plush Zoys Fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at
0: 662-893-4444. fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install, all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Ufi Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Ufi Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit Ufiofficial.com eufyofficial.com slash Lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.
2: And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry Grayson, we're with you here. All right, Grayson, we're going to talk about a 2024 target before we get into the Rashada sweepstakes. On Wednesday, Homeless and an offer two. Jake Merklinger, four-star quarterback out of Savannah, Georgia, Calvary Day School there. Um, Talked with – I'm doing this as I'm efforting, not prepared, pulling up the uh, interview here. Um, 6'3", 185, early offers from Michigan State, Georgia Tech, UCF, Arkansas, BC, Pitt, NC State, Mississippi State, Iowa State, Virginia Tech, Wake, and Cincinnati. Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, showing interest early. Um, top 100 prospect in the On3 consensus. He's the 72nd overall prospect in the 2024 class, eighth-ranked quarterback. Um, but he talked with Jeremy Johnson of On3.com yesterday about the offer from Ole Miss. Some interesting quotes in here. Um, he said, quote, it is intriguing. Everything about Lane Kiffin is intriguing seems like it's super fun. Can't wait to meet him. Um, furthermore, he touched on um, the uh, drip and the sip theme that the uh, players, coaches, and everybody on the staff at the Grove Bowl, um, he said, quote, it seems kind of modern, new, stylish, and fresh. I like both sides of it. I like the modern, cool stuff, but I also like the traditional history too. There are two sides of the spectrum, and I think both are cool to see. Um, he did tell Jeremy Johnson he plans on visiting Oxford this summer. So whether that's for a camp or just a visit to uh, meet the staff and meet Lane Kiffin, but um, I don't know, kind of only bury the lead here, but uh, an incredibly impressive prospect, Um, great size. Um, I think at this point, Michigan state's the early front runner per his recruiting prediction machine in the on three database, but, it seems like the the Kiffin pull, you know, we're kind of talking about both sides of our mouth here, Grayson, because we talked about how much Kiffin values running the football and, and setting up the pass with the run, but you can also see that the pedigree and the receipts, as uh, Dante Dowda likes to say, of uh, Kiffin and his reputation with quarterbacks, uh, pretty damn good at coaching those too.
1: Yeah, and we've seen before that, I mean. What when Kiffin gets his hands on a quarterback, we've seen what he can blossom into um, on multiple different occasions, all, dating all the way back to USC. Um, pretty much outside of Jamarcus Russell, for whom he had force fed to him by Al Davis, every quarterback that Lane Kiffin has touched has pretty much turned to gold. Even the guys at FAU, um, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily know their names now because they didn't become any superstar or anything like that because they were ultimately at FAU. But while they were there, they put up some big numbers. Um, We've done the deep dive into them before, but yeah, Merklinger is interesting. Um, I admittedly didn't know all that much about him before the offer yesterday went and kind of looked at his stuff. What I, what I think I like about him um, the most is that he's just kind of a, a a really well-rounded athlete. He's one of those guys to where, his parents never made him specify as a child on a specific sport. They let him feel out what he wanted to do. And ultimately he fell in love with football um, because it's actually what he's best at too. But I like the fact that he's got, I mean, uh, he won a state championship or a regional championship. I can't remember one or two. He won some sort of championship with his basketball team um, as a sophomore last year. He played baseball as a child. I think he also plays lacrosse um, at Calvary Day School in Georgia. So he's just kind of a well-rounded athlete that has the the movement and the kind of unique style that comes with playing baseball. You know, he can kind of make those Patrick Mahomes like throws. He's got the lacrosse element to him where you got to kind of stay grounded and loose and and also be quick enough to get up and go. So. He, you know, as much change, as
2: you would- change the directions, big in both right. basketball and lacrosse.
1: Exactly. And, and so all of those things together, um, he's a very strong prospect. But I think what's most interesting about this is we know Ole Miss has Julian Sayin as their top target at quarterback in the class of 2024. By now offering Merklinger. There is a clear. Focus, I guess, being placed on the quarterback position to where, yeah, you know, power five schools typically want to get one quarterback per class. Um, Ole Miss doesn't necessarily need that with the fact that uh, Dart's going to be there. Altmeyer may or may not be there. Um, They just got Marcel Reed. So the quarterback room is, is starting to fill out, if not already full and yet Ole miss is still going after a quarterback. So it's it's neat that they're clearly wanting to get a quarterback in each cycle, and they're okay. I'm not going to use the word settling. Um, well, I guess for lack of a better word, we're going to go with settling because they want saying. But if they miss out on saying, they're comfortable with a guy like Merklinger, who is going to be very good knowing that they're going to go get a quarterback in the class of 2025, knowing that they have a quarterback already in the class of 2023, knowing that Dart will be there for at least two more years. Um, So there's no panic button. They're keeping their options open, and yet they're still keeping that focus on quarterback. Um, I I think it's an interesting offer. I, I don't know how it will end up. It's way, way, way too early to tell, especially considering the fact that Merklinger's offers don't really jump out off the page. I mean, you've got the one SEC offer in Arkansas, but kind of outside of that, it's, it's ACC schools and, and group of five schools. Um, not to scoff at the ACC or the group at five, but it's not like his offer sheet is packed to the brim with Power Five offers yet. I think it will be. I think Ole Miss will be in the mix. And for Olmes to get in early, on Merklinger like this uh, gives them a good chance down the road, but it'll be interesting to see how that develops uh, clear emphasis placed on getting a quarterback in every class, no matter of their ranking, no matter of their stars, all that mm-hmm. stuff doesn't matter. They're, they're putting an emphasis on the guys that they like and they want to get one in each class. I think that's cool.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think you have to take a quarterback in every class, especially with the portal. Now you have yep. to, be prepared, have a backup plan, have another backup plan. You need to have guys, and not only for the portal, but for injuries. And, I mean, I, I think most college football staffs would agree that competition, you know, is good. And I think that the staff is is ecstatic about this fall and Luke Altmyer versus Jackson Dart. Because, I mean, I think Ole Miss – probably the ceiling's a bit higher with dart but either way both guys are more than capable of running the offense um and i think that they love having two capable guys that are going to battle it out um so i think you're just always going to take at least one in every class and we're going to get into possibly taking two in the 2023 class here in a moment after the break when we talk about jay nushada but um, last thing on Merklinger that I thought was, was pretty impressive. He's played a ton of games already in high school. He's already played in 26 games, started as a freshman, played last year as a sophomore, first year three for 2,100 yards, 18 touchdowns, 12 picks this past season as a sophomore, 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and just eight interceptions. So already seems to have a mature approach finding some weaknesses in his game, working on some things, being a little bit more uh, liberal with the football, being careful, taking what the defense gives him all that stuff. So that's uh, something that you you like to see as a sophomore. Um, You know, sometimes it takes guys till they get to college to figure things out like that. Um, But yeah, I I think he's certainly one to keep an eye on for sure. And you, you you made a great point about getting in early before uh, everybody else jumps in and you know, we've seen that with a guy like Wilkin Formby, who has said multiple times that Ole Miss has been on him the longest. And I expect that to pay off in the end. I expect him um, as of now to end up in Ole Miss's 2023 class because of that, because Jake Thornton and the rest of the offensive staff prioritized him early and have not let up whatsoever, despite the interest from Alabama, Oklahoma, Tennessee, LSU. I I think they're going to end up getting him. So Getting in early, finding these guys that you like, that you think can fit into your system is crucial in recruiting. So, all right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, as promised, we will get into Jaden Rashada and uh, what's the latest with him, and then uh, a teammate of his that could be on the radar for Ole Miss. So hang tight. We'll be right back. podcast also comes to you thanks to bluff city advisory group memphis's leading team of finance professionals they can provide advanced assistance with financial planning pension and qualified plan support and business and estate planning strategies former Ole miss rebel and founding partner ben still along with his elite level customer service team make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com podcast brought to you by the Barry home team you're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home, call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them, 481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry home team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600 show brought to you by davis mcford state farm if you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates look no further than davis and his team they're your one-stop shop in alabama arkansas tennessee and mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want so stop looking around give davis a call he is ready to help 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today like a good neighbor state farm is there And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Grayson, we're with you. Last segment here. As we close up this Thursday show, Ole Miss got a commitment from Marcel Reed a couple weeks ago. But while he was in town for the Grove Bowl, they were also hosting four-star Jane Rashado on an official visit. As we've talked about, written about, put it in the threads, all that good stuff, Ole Miss... Very honest, very upfront with Rashada. Told him they were accepting a commitment from Marcel Reed, but told him that they are still recruiting him. They still want him. As we said before the break, competition is great, especially at quarterback. He doesn't seem to have an issue with it. Um, I think Ole Miss made a huge jump in the race for Jaden Rashada on that visit. I uh, had one source tell me that they think Ole Miss leads um, the top competition in my opinion, is, is Miami. Um, and it's kind of twofold. Mario Cristobal and him have a relationship that goes back to when he was at Oregon. And then there's obviously the allure of NIL with uh, Ruiz in Miami and all the stuff that they've got going on. But with that said, still keep hearing a lot of positives about all Miss. I still keep hearing that Seth Dagey, Lane Kiffin, Dane Stevens, Charlie Weiss Jr., Pretty much the entire offensive staff is still recruiting him incredibly hard, and I still continue to hear good things. Now, it's not a commitment is on the horizon or, oh, like Ole Miss has taken the lead. At this point, I don't really know if anyone leads. But I do think that Ole Miss is very, very, very much in the mix here. And they might have taken another step here. As we record this on Thursday, Ole Miss submitted an offer to Rasheed Williams this week the receiver at Pittsburgh High School in California, teammate of Jaden Rashada. He recently released a top six, Cal, Washington, Oregon State, Mississippi State, and I believe Stanford. Pull it up here.
1: Whatever school that is, rounds out that six. If you have an opportunity to go to Ole Miss and or Miami, if Miami gets in the jump with them and play with your guy, from high school i would venture to believe that you're going there but yeah i mean
2: package deal is something that's said a lot in recruiting they don't happen a lot um but the teammate and the familiarity and you know going to the same school especially cross country like this where you can have someone to lean on as you're getting used to being away from home and going to college and all that. It certainly doesn't hurt, but um, it'll be interesting to follow. Will Ole Miss be able to get in the picture, even though he just released the top six? I don't know if there's a decision coming soon. He does have some official visits already planned. Um, he is slated um, to take one this weekend to Washington, and then in June, he will go to Oregon State and will go to Cal. Um, so, Something to keep an eye on how Ole Miss, you know, whether or not they push for Rashid Williams, they try to get him on campus. Um, you know, it's certainly not out of the picture that he could come on an official and Rashada comes with him as an unofficial visitor because he has already taken his official visit. Um, but yeah, something to keep an eye on. Uh, Williams, 6'2, 175, an on three consensus four star, 273 uh, player overall in the country. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that they're offering Shane as number one target in high school.
1: No. And Rasheed Williams is crazy athletic too. That certainly helps. Um, I'm a big, as you heard when we were talking Merklinger, I'm a big, uh, big fan of well-rounded guys who aren't just specialized in one sport. I think it brings a lot of different variables to the equation. Uh, Rasheed Williams also plays basketball and also ran track. Um, I don't think he runs track anymore, but when he did, he was, a high jumper and a sprinter, which like jumping high and running fast translate directly to football, um, especially as a wide receiver. He led Pittsburgh last year in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. Um, Also played a little on defense, but that's beside the point. He is Rashada's top target. And like I said, as we were looking into his top six, if slash when, you get the opportunity to play with your guy from high school at a program like Ole Miss, instead of going by yourself. I mean, it depends. If you want to stay on the West coast, like if Rasheed Williams wants to stay on the West coast, he's going to go to a West Coast school. But if he's open nationally, which clearly he is because he's considering Mississippi state, why wouldn't you follow the guy for which you already have a rapport And you were his leading target last year. Obviously, that's a big if for Rashada to end up at Ole Miss or for Rashada to commit to Miami and for Miami to offer Rasheed Williams. But I think it would almost be silly not to follow Rashada if you have the opportunity to do so, because you obviously know what a talent he is. You know that he likes to look your way. And why wouldn't you just want to recreate that in the SEC? So... Probably not a coincidence that Ole Miss said, hey, we don't really care about your top six because we feel pretty good, not necessarily great, but pretty good about your quarterback coming. And if he does, then your top six goes out the window because we would love to have you come play with your guy here in Oxford. So definitely not a coincidence. Um, putting Rashada aside, I don't know if Ole Miss can get into the mix, without Rashada um but again putting Rashada aside Rashid Williams is an incredible talent on his own just a very athletic dude uh 6'2 175 likely gets up closer to 200 when he gets to college you can use him over the middle he was a pretty big deep threat like I said he has that track and field speed with Pittsburgh last year um Rashada loved to drop the dime in a bucket with him over the shoulder so definitely not a coincidence um something to watch. I I don't think he ends up at Oxford without Rashada, but if Rashada ends up in Oxford, I think there's a good chance Rashid Williams follows him, which would just be another four-star guy to add to the receiver room, which will need to be somewhat rebuilt over the next couple of years. I mean, they're in the middle of the rebuilding process now. Um, There'll be more turnover after this year. Obviously you have Malik Keith and Deion Smith likely coming in with a couple of years of eligibility remaining, but that receiver room is seeing a lot of turnover over the next couple of years. If you can get Rashada on campus, I think you can get Williams on campus as well, uh, which would be a powerful one, two package deal.
2: Speaking of Rashada this weekend, elite 11 regionals in Nashville. OM spirit will be there in attendance. Yeah, we will. We will have coverage. Uh, surprise visitor. I don't expect this. Uh, you brought it to my attention. Nico, I am a will be there to throw. Um, so that'll be fun. See him in person, see him with Reed there. Uh, interested to see Reed in this type of setting. Um, I think the combine setting is something that he can excel in because of his ability to throw off platform. And I think he's, he's someone who's, I think, People underestimate his arm talent. So I'm excited to see him in person. Um, Be interesting to see if he gets an Elite 11 finals invite. Um, I will be at the Elite 11 finals in L.A. Rashada will be there as he's already received his invite. So it'll be a obviously a stacked group of talented signal callers. But um, Sunday will be fun. Get to see those guys compete, throw it all over the yard. So we'll have coverage of that. So stay locked in at OMSpirit 3com for all of that. Stay locked in on Twitter. We'll have some videos, pictures, interviews, all that good stuff coming to you on Sunday and Monday. Obviously, whether you're listening to this on Thursday afternoon or Friday, Dante Dowdle announcing 4 p.m. Central Time. We will uh, retweet the uh, live stream video of it when that goes live for you. And uh, we'll have more coverage heading into the weekend. So, Grayson, before we head out, any final thoughts?
1: I do. You say that we are going to retweet the announcement. Um, Let's give ourselves a little plug here. I'm at gsonjw on Twitter. Um, My name is spelled with an A. It doesn't matter in this instant, but it's G-R-A-Y-S-O-N, not E-Y. You know who you are. Um, And you're Zach underscore Barry. So yeah. follow us both. Give us both some love. Um, and we'll be, we'll be there on Sunday watching Reed. I think the funniest possible outcome, obviously the best possible outcome for Ole Miss fans and for Ole Miss in general, but also the funniest possible outcome um, from strictly content standpoint was is if Nico goes in there on Sunday and just totally stinks it up and Reed ends up <laughs> stealing that Elite 11 finals invite from him, um, that would be pretty awesome. But I, I think Nico's pretty talented in his own right so we'll be there give us a follow at GsunJW at zach underscore barry um we'll be all over it on sunday and then we'll back be back with you guys on tuesday
2: yeah and and, and not to uh stamp on your joke here i i'm not sure i think nico might have already gotten an invite he might have he might have but he could re could still outshine him um i think he is I think he's essentially coming because he's committed to Tennessee and Nashville's in Tennessee and hundred percent probably some some fans that will want to show up and, and, and see him slinging around so which is so um, lame <laughs> it's gonna be fun uh, regardless so um, yeah and, and obviously make sure to follow the spirit on Twitter om spirit on three give them a follow we will have all of the coverage and more so. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to Grayson, as always. And thank you to the sponsors that make it possible. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. And one final thing, uh, we do want to also plug uh, our very own Ben Garrett and uh, David Johnson of Inside the Grove, um, or Inside the Rebels, excuse me, uh, did a crossover podcast and talked a ton about recruiting Aiden Williams, other prospects that Ole Miss are are chasing in the 2023 class. So make sure to listen to that as well. Lots of good stuff from Ben and David. Um, So, yeah, a lot of recruiting. as uh, Some might think it's somewhat of a dead period as we get into May. Um, But as you know, recruiting never stops. So until next Tuesday, thank you all for listening